Bitch Talk. It's episode 218 of the podcast. Welcome, everyone. You know what? You can find us on all of the interwebs. BitchTalkPodcast.com, Twitter, we're at BitchTalkPod, where we're actually, we've had some good interactions lately, guys. Mm. Uh, Facebook, we're at BitchTalkPodcast, Instagram, we're at BitchTalkPodcast, one word. And if you want to e- email us, because we do have an email account, it's called TheRealBTPod at gmail.com. That was the Childish Gambino, also known as Donald Glover, who I've called Danny Glover in past episodes. Uh, sorry, Donald, you big <laughs> Emmy winner, you. Winning. I know. Winning Super life. Exciting. He is winning at everything. And uh, anytime he wants to be on the podcast, great. But right now <laughs> on the podcast, we have a returning guest. Her name's Dara Kosberg. She's with The Dinner Party, which I'm a big fan of. I have been for a couple years. Um... But yeah, we are doing, I think we're going to start doing a maybe monthly segment with a dinner party, just talking about loss and what that means to everyone or, you know, people in the workplace, which is going to be our topic today. But um, Dara, do you want to talk about what the dinner party is if people don't know first? Sure. Um. (laughs) She's a founding member, by the way. She's like super legit. So (laughs) I don't know why I'm doing this voice. Go ahead. (laughs) It's hot out. Okay. Um. So the dinner party started um, as a community of mostly 20s and 30-somethings that have all experienced a significant loss, um, usually of a a parent or partner or sibling. Um, And people get together in potluck dinners in people's homes to talk about life after loss. Um, And what we do is train... um, hosts who are also peers in the community um, to uh, host these dinners in their homes and facilitate the conversation. Um, And we, you know, we started with a focus on 20s and 30-somethings and since um, have expanded um, where, um, you know, people have reached out to us um, and started tables of of people that are, you know, much older um, and also around different types of loss. Um, And so, Um, You know, what we're really about is using um, struggle as a means to build meaningful connections. And when did this start and where, just in case our listeners don't know? So the first dinner party, um, before it was capital D dinner party, um, (laughs) was um, in Los Angeles. And Carla Fernandez and uh, Lennon Flowers, the co-founders, started hosting um, a dinner at their home. Um, And um, it was just a group of friends that all lost a parent. um, And they were all in their early 20s and never really talked about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that went on for a little bit. And then I hosted a dinner party up here in San Francisco. And then for a number of years, it was just kind of a handful of people that were hosting these dinners. And then at the end of 2013 is when we opened our doors and became an organization. Um, and we now have close to, gosh, I should have double checked the numbers, but I want to say we have over 250 groups that are meeting in about 150 cities. Wow. And it's crazy. All over the world, too. Right. All over the world, yeah. I mean, most, you know, most of our dinner parties are still happening in the U.S., Mm -hmm. but I think we're in about eight countries now. And so um, our segment today is talking about handling loss in the workplace, either on the business side and or the person that's going back to work after loss. But 
Do you want to talk talk about really quickly about your trip that you just came back from from the East Coast with the dinner party, and then we can start talking about our segment? Sure, because it has to do with the e- segment. Segment, yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, so uh, I went to New York um, because we were doing a training um, for managers mm-hmm. um, and HR folks um, who wanted to better support employees that are going through um, loss in all of its many forms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, we, I went there for that as well as um, a large dinner party that we hosted um, as part of the People Supper. Um, and that is... Um, a part of the dinner party, um, we um, this was born out of um, in the aftermath of the election. Oh yeah, that uh, thing. That yeah, thing that um, still keeps it, rearing its <laughs> ugly head every day. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> um, and uh, Lennon Flowers, our executive director, um, partnered with. Um, uh, the Faith Matters Network and Hollaback, um, mm-hmm. uh, two other um, organizations, um, to basically create spaces where um, people could both heal in the aftermath of this, um, not just like the uh, what happened in the election, but um, all of the divisiveness that leading up to it, um, and also um, using the dinner party as a means to bring people together um, across lines of difference, um, whatever those lines might be, and really connect as human beings. Um, and so um, it started out as a hundred days, a hundred dinners for the first hundred days of the yeah. the Trump administration, yeah. um, but it got a lot of traction and has now continued and um, is renamed uh, the People Supper. Um, And in exciting news, um, we're actually hosting um, uh, a very large dinner with the Obama uh, Foundation. We're in. Do you guys need podcast hosts? What do you guys need? Are you kidding? You just said the magic word Obama. Obama. So whatever whatever you're doing... Look, Michelle would love bitch talk. Let's just be honest. Right? So She does bitch talk. And probably yeah. her daughters. Maybe they're not old enough to listen, but they should. Um, but <laughs> oh, oh, <yeah. laughs> Duh. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Go back. Yeah, so yeah, what's going on? Yeah. We'll get to the real part of the segment, so, but you just said Obama. Yeah, Obama. So, so We're so, flustered. Yes. Um, and so, and I, I will say... Um, I know that they're at the initial stages of the of the organizing of exactly what it will be, but um, the dinner that we that I we just did in New York um, was uh, in partnership, and I believe it's called the Muslim Jewish Solidarity a Group in New York City, mm-hmm. um, which brought together um, Jews and Muslims to sit down at dinner um, and really connect as just human beings. What um, a concept. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so um, there were some questions that we kind of mapped out ahead of time um, that uh, were having people really just speak from their personal experience. So very similar to how our dinner parties are, um, you know, in uh, around grief and loss, but in this case, um, a little bit more structured um, around questions um, of influences on your ideas of community um, hmm. service, um, your spiritual or religious background. Um, but uh, you know, I, I hosted a table, and it was a pretty mixed group of people. Um, and you know, it it was um, really touching how. Um, people's stories overlapped even if they came from uh you know really different backgrounds um and so um 
you know, I think, uh, this, you know, idea, um, has, I mean, I think what we've learned through this experience is that, um, the kind of structure of the dinner party, um, is it, it goes beyond just, uh, grief and loss, but really is a way to create, uh, what we call brave spaces for people mm. to show up mm. and connect. I love that. This well, is a brave space, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, what? depending on depending on what you had for lunch, Aaron, this oh. is a brave space. Wow. <laughs> she's she's on fire, guys. Go I'm ahead, Ange. No, she's I back. Just... She had a sip of beer and she's back. No. All right. <laughs> no. So I was going to ask these people. These so the people's party, or the people's, the people's dinner, supper. supper. The people's supper. Okay. I knew I was going to get mm-hmm. it right eventually. This started in New York. Are you planning on extending it? Because that sounds oh. amazing. Oh, it didn't start in New York. This oh, okay. Was, sorry, sorry. I mean, it's it's a national um, movement. Okay. So um, there have been dinner parties happening all over the place. This mm-hmm. was just the one that we just did in New York. Okay. Um, so um, they're starting to organize kind of larger dinner party events, and there have been some in the past. So, you know, anybody can go to the peoplesupper.org um, and, and download um the discussion guides and host a dinner themselves. Um, they can, you know, either bring together, you know, people in their own network or if they want to be connected um, to other people outside of their network, they can, um, you know, apply on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, but then um, in addition to ones that are happening in people's homes, um, there's periodically larger events that are happening. That's great. Yeah. I, I think that we talk about a lot on Bitch Talk. We talk about feeling overwhelmed and feeling helpless and, and hopeless with this new administration and, and all the things that are happening. So I think that's a great way to counter that and to feel a, a sort of glimmer of, of hope and, and a connectedness that, that I feel like a lot of us are missing right now. Definitely. Great. I mean, you said Obama, and I was like, I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's my, it's my glimmer of hope <laughs> for the day. <laughs> You guys are killing it, dinner party. So let's get back to handling loss in the workplace. How did this even come up for you guys as an organization is, and, and as something to address as a dinner party? Um, Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> Was it a long time ago? Was it Obama? Did he bring that up? Or <laughs> Sorry. You said Obama. <laughs> it's we're going to have to get back to that. It's my eventually. bright, shiny thing. Go ahead. Um, so, I mean, essentially what kept on coming up at the dinner party tables, um, was that the workplace was often one of the hardest places to navigate life after loss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just even how do you bring the personal into the professional? Do you want to? Do you want to? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, we heard really different stories, like in the case where somebody felt comfortable kind of sh- showing up fully and, um, were really embraced by, um, their coworkers and, and managers, um, you know, work actually became a great anchor for them in moving mm. forward. If they found meaning and purpose and were really able to engage, it was a really, um, great place, um, to go. Um, but then on the flip side, if, um, you know, they didn't feel supported or, or just didn't know, you know, you know, part of it was their own uncomfortability in coming in there. And then you get this, you know, awkwardness on both sides, um, that, uh, you know, people felt really isolated and often, you know, would eventually leave the company or if they were there, were just really disengaged. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so um, this uh, led us to kind of do this larger investigation of not just talking to more dinner partiers about it, but also other employees who had experienced loss, managers, business leaders, HR folks that were trying to support these people. Um, And what we kind of heard across the board was that people felt really ill-equipped at dealing with Mm -hmm. it. And so, um, you know, then what we did was kind of look into like, is there something that we're doing with a dinner party um, that could um, help the workplace? Um, And so we, you know, after over a year, um, we kind of spent designing and kind of testing out a number of different ways that we could um, work with workplaces um, and different types of workplaces um, to essentially create those brave spaces um, for people to be able to show up and, and to really ask for the help that they need to be um, successful. And since you've kind of started this investigation into workplace, have companies reached out to you? Are you reaching out to companies? Is it kind of the same? How um, is that working? Well, out? it's actually I have to say it was like a good week where um, oh, we okay. <laughs> so um no, we just actually heard from a foundation um, that works on a lot of human rights um, issues and um, they heard about us through I think a a blog post that we had written um, and um, want us to come into their offices to um, do both like a training workshop on how to create a more inclusive culture within their foundation, um, but also create a mini kind of dinner party experience for them to talk about community support. Um, And also um, we might kind of bring in elements of the people supper as well Hmm. um, around those discussions. So, um, you know, what what we found is that we, we try to kind of customize the experience based on the kind of specific challenges and needs. Um, and so, you know, um, uh, we have started working with some education organizations um, where actually one of our dinner partiers had reached out um, who, uh, you know, works um, with a lot of students who... Um, have experienced a lot of loss and trauma themselves. And and she lost her mother not so long ago. And she's finding it hard to um, hold space for them while kind of not being held herself. And so, you know, I think that um, there's a big opportunity, especially within um, organizations that kind of play a more caregiving role in whatever that might be Mm -hmm. um, to create more of a community of care within those organizations so that the people that are holding these other, um, you know, people can be held themselves. So you're finding that this, this new road is, is pretty positive then there hasn't been any backlash or no one's been, well, we don't have time for that in this company. Um, of, you know, <laughs> no. I'm just, you know, no, no, no. I'm going to say, um, I mean, I think, um, it, it definitely has been hard, um, mm in not uh you know i think that they're sort of in my conversations overall they've been super positive um i think though that um there are in a lot of cases people who think that this is a a nice to do rather than a must do Mm. um and i think um you know and, and and part of our job is trying to get them to understand that this really is a time when in times of loss, it really exposes your culture for what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
those, you know, periods of time in the immediate aftermath of loss, if people don't feel supported, it's really hard to regain that trust. It's a black hole. It's a, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I think, um, it also, I think like the kind of skills that we're teaching and kind of, I guess, um, mindset, um, is something that's much more applicable than just grief and loss. It's really about how do you create space um, for people to be able to share and and openly not not about like the specifics mm-hmm. about there. It's just not about like a manager becoming a therapist. Right. And, and that you know I think when we initially started. Um, talking to kind of more legal HR folks, they were like, oh gosh, this seems scary. Um, but the more we got into it and the stories that we heard, it, was, it wasn't actually about, um, you know, a manager getting the details of what's happening. They just need to know that like, A, something was happening and that they needed extra support. And then they could have a conversation about with that person, like what support would be most helpful to them. Um, and so... You know, I think that, you know, we talk about the workplace and and kind of manager-employee relationships all the time as kind of being a critical piece of whether or not you have a productive team. And so, you know, this goes beyond just the conversations around grief and loss, but to like how how are people working with each other and trusting each other and learning from each other. I think (laughs) Uh, you're so well versed, Dara. I don't know what else to say. Well, I think it just goes back to to just like you were saying, uh, the tools and the resources that you gained from having dinner party and running dinner party goes well beyond loss. It it can be applicable to many different facets of your life. That's an important thing for corporations and businesses to realize, too. It's not just about how do I how do I how am I? equipped to deal with an employee that's that's just lost somebody it's it's deeper than that like sure that's the the issue that you're training them on but ultimately it comes down to giving them that safe space and making them feel supported and in turn if they feel that that way then they're going to become better employees and Mm -hmm. they're going to be loyal to the company and work harder for you and so it's kind of like a domino effect right it's all connected when you really think about it for sure and i i think that what we've also learned is that because grief and loss is a universal thing that can happen to anyone, mm-hmm. um, that it actually becomes a way to sort of make inequities that might be happening in the company visible. Um, so, um, like, for example, uh, you know, think about, you know, within a large company, a janitor who may not be part of the core team or you know, uh, work directly with people, um, may or may not be a contractor. Um, if that person, even though that person is a core person to that company and, you know, may have worked with that company for many years, there's usually not a way for people to even learn what's happening with that person. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, their job security might be much um, less secure um, if they weren't able to come uh, to work. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like, it's not just, um, you know, it's looking at the entire um, kind of uh, organization and seeing whose voice is being heard. Or, for example, um, you know, in some cases, a manager might feel comfortable sort of, you know, putting the um, policies aside and say, take as much time as you need. Mm-hmm. One, because maybe they've experienced loss themselves and they kind of know that it 
you know, so maybe a couple days time. is not yeah. not enough. Three days isn't enough. <laughs> enough. Um, <laughs> or they also maybe have a are in a stronger position within the company that they feel like they have that ability to to put it aside. Whereas another manager who's maybe new or you know is kind of more nervous about their position is going to treat their employee um, potentially very differently. So even within a the same company, you get people who have vastly different experiences. Right. So let's get to your manager's training at San Francisco, which is October 15th, or I'm sorry, Thursday, October 5th uh, from 6 to 9. Are you looking for HR managers, any type of manager? You're managing one person. You're managing a group. Who can come to this? Um, it's pretty much open to, to anyone. Anyone um, with a manager title. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Aspiring okay. managers sure. if you want to become. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's geared towards kind of managers, um, HR folks, people that are kind of culture keepers within their organization hmm. that either have that kind of title or just sort of uh, play that role. Um, and also like we've had CEOs of companies attend the training as well, who really just want to know, um, you know, kind of from their seat, how as an organization, they be, they can set things up to be much more supportive. Wow. So I, I want to let everyone know, uh, Bitch Talk listeners can get a 15% discount with the code Bitch Talk, one word, underscore 15. That's the number 15. So Bitch Talk, underscore 15. And the tickets are at Eventbrite, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we yeah. also have a Facebook event. If you go to like the dinner party um, Facebook page, then you can also find it there. I mean, I don't think I'm doing anything October 5th, so I might be there. Yes. <laughs> you, guys can come. you guys can come give me a high five. Are you leading it? I am leading it with Carla. Oh, okay. Oh, snap. Yeah. And we're going to be bonus. serving dinner too. Oh, um, food? Food. So Obama? You know, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, no. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe. No. No. Um, <laughs> You uh, said his name and their names. Yeah. So Yeah. And and basically, I mean the workshop is really interactive. Um okay. you know, we do a little talking to you about sort of, you know, a lot of the misconceptions around grief and loss and, and what we've learned about the workplace, but the bulk of it is really um focused on on both skills to, on how to um have these types of conversations and role plays and kind of really getting into it. Um and then also um going through more kind of tactical things on how you can set up your company mm. um, and you in whatever position you are, how you can play the advocate um, to, to get some of these things. Um, so this is know. great for small, small businesses, big business, yep. HR folks, your manager in a department, yeah. whatever. I like culture keeper. I'm going to try and remember that from now on. <laughs> yeah. It's like culture club. Yeah. Uh, so you guys, in San Francisco, there will be a manager training by the dinner party. It's Thursday, October 5th, 6 to 9, San Francisco. You go to Eventbrite for tickets. One more time, Bitch Talk listeners can get a 15% discount with the code BitchTalk, one word, underscore the number 15. So Derek Hosberg, I guess we're just going to see you on the rag now talking about the dinner party, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll bring in some other people too. Okay. So you don't get sick of me. We're never sick of you. <laughs> Where can people find the dinner party? Uh, the dinner party.org. Okay. And then um, the, the people supper.org, which you can find through the dinner party. Too. Okay. Well, you guys are doing great work. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here. This is episode 218 of the Bitch Talk Podcast. We'll see you soon. Bitch, please. Bitch yeah. Talk forever. Bitch Talk forever.